0: Hello and welcome to the City World Montreal podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hitch. Uh, I've been around in the industry for a, a long time and I get to talk to people on this new podcast idea. This is the second season. want to welcome everybody back. Uh, we've got a lot of people in line for this next season and you guys are going to be excited about it. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, bust into it. Um, basically, let's start out with. Uh, We've got scheduled on podcast. Uh, today we've got a, uh, a, a new race team and racer that uh, I met and kind of pushed him into it. I, I helped selling his first car. Uh, his name is Jay Aiken and uh, we're gonna go directly to his uh, that's his interview today. Uh, we'll talk about what the struggles and trials and tribulations that we have. being a new racer in an already established uh, race series and uh, genre of racing we call Ultra 4 dirt right unlimited off-road racing um and uh, he's going to tell you about what he's learned what he hasn't learned what he plans to learn uh talking about his car and some new things coming up for this next season um so be in store for that one on this episode um the next episodes uh, I'm, I'm still working on scheduling trying to get these guys into the uh, studio or at least on a phone um they're all prepping for this next uh this next race i believe is Ridgecrest. um and uh and and so we're working trying to work all the kinks out to where we can get them all scheduled in. But uh this season I have um guaranteed uh Jason Shear will be on there um on one week. Uh Derek, disco Derek West. Um me and him go way back. We used to wheel back in the day before he was even racing. Um and then uh Mr. Alan Johnson from Ultra Four and also White Collar Publishing. Uh, he takes some of the really good photos and he has a different eye for what most off-road racing photos look like. He does a lot of personal um, catches, candid shots of the racers and of the people in each series and of his team that he used to be with, uh, Let's Roll Off-Road. So, and then I've got, uh, I've been talking to Shannon Campbell uh, and the Campbell Enterprises in general. Uh, Don't know when that's going to happen. He's busy. He's very busy as long as so is Bailey and so is Wayland and Everybody in that family is always going 90 to nothing. Um, I also have um, a, a, a business owner that uh, sponsors a lot of race teams out there in Dirt Riot, in Ultra 4, in Trophy and Trophy class, and TDRA and all that. And he also has a new product out. So we're going to talk about it um, in the upcoming uh, podcast. It's Todd Stopper with Custom Splice. He actually just came out with a recovery ring, which is really ingenious idea that uh, basically replaces a snap uh, a snatch block, and uh, it's uh, it's very unique. Uh, we'll have him on the co- on the podcast to uh, explain that, and uh, I'm working with some doing some cool videos for him as well. So um, uh, now, this podcast we're based out off of Anchor. Uh, Podcast, but you can listen to it in numerous different spots. Uh, you can listen to it on Anchor, of course, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, so you can go to any one of those spots and listen to the whole thing in its entirety. Um, I would suggest I, I do it all the time. I either do it to um, go to sleep, it helps me relax before I. Uh, hit the rack. So I'll listen to it while I'm laying in bed. Or I also do a lot of traveling. So, uh, with my, uh, with my job. So, um, I also listen to them in the, on the road. Uh, so I would suggest doing that or heck, if you just want to sit on the couch and drink a beer and with me and, uh, listen to the podcast, listen to the interview, go right ahead. But there's a ton of places you can actually listen to it. Um, next thing on the list, uh, we lost a, a very, very influential, um, person in the off-road industry a few weeks back. Um, she was actually a, a friend of mine. Uh, I met her, uh, at KOH, oh gosh, 2011. Um, hung out with her there, got to know her. Um, Jessie Combs is who we're talking about, the fastest woman on four wheels. Um, she passed away sadly a few weeks ago, uh, because of, uh, she was trying to attempt the land speed record for, um, at, in Oregon, I believe it was, and something went horribly wrong, and uh, it, uh she passed away. She she left a legacy, um, a legacy that probably no other woman will be able to do. Um, not only did she try out, she she did get the fastest woman on four wheels, but she wanted to beat everything else in the uh, in the high speed records, and so she was working on hitting. I think five twelve is what she was planning on hitting at uh, when this accident happened um don't quote me on that but uh but anyway uh she was one girl that i remember waking up to on saturday mornings turn on the tv and watching her and uh, ian johnson on uh, extreme 4 by 4 that's where i first found her face and saw what she could do and she was a better fabricator than most men out there and uh she was an influential person to a lot of young women out there that uh basically she was proving a point that she can do everything that a guy can do and probably do it better um Uh, I met her, I I hung out with her again at all the other KOHs before she raced, and then I actually got to interview her on her first KOH uh, where she actually was in the car. Uh, She was with, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. I've got a picture of it somewhere. Me and Tech Tim interviewed her. Um, It was really neat. And then we got to know each other. We did. I remember one time, uh, some of you old timers remember this uh, Save the Hammers push that we had, and uh, D Squared and a few other racers and teams got together and made a... uh, had a big party uh to benefit save the hammers and i actually got to sit and talk with uh with jesse while we were all um there at that party and i remember uh having just a small conversation of um she she said her her father uh wanted her to get on a dating website because she was single and uh he, she's she tried telling her dad do you realize how how much um attraction i would get and probably get some free and <laughs> all kinds of things like that, which it, it was funny just to listen and talk to her and uh, and and have a good time. I saw her at SEMA every single year I went. I went four or five times to SEMA and uh, other KOHs and everything else. Uh, so our, our, from from See You on the Trail's heart and Hitch's heart, um, I want to say uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to all of you. Uh, Terry, one of my good friends I've known for years, um, he was actually dating her and living with her, I believe and uh he was there at that that sad moment um, and he's having a hard time going through it, but he's a strong man he's he's uh showing everybody what he can do and and how to live uh push her legacy on and, and never let it die so uh thoughts and prayers go out to all of the family friends, teammates um, everybody um, for that loss uh the four wheel drive community had lost a big one there um, next I'd like to talk about um uh, let's go ahead and start talking about this, uh, this guy that's going to be, uh, on the show with us today. His name is Jay Aiken. He's from Bixby, Oklahoma. Um, I believe he's, I want to say he's maybe 35, something like that. He stepped into, uh, I met him, um, I met him in Arkansas a few years ago and been, we've been friends ever since, uh, hung out at most all the races and gone to a couple off-road events. And, uh, um, he purchased a car, uh, two or three years ago, I guess. And, uh, He's learning the ropes of Ultra Four, and so let's just go ahead and bust right into that uh, that interview with uh, Jay Aiken, and uh, I'll be back with you after the uh, after the interview, guys. Enjoy. All right, guys. Hey, we're here with um, a friend of mine, Jay Aiken. Um, he's out of Tulsa, Bixby, Oklahoma area. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, prepping for prepping for travels and racing. So good deal. And just hanging out. <laughs> well, let, let's go ahead and get started with this. Um, First off, how long have you been in the off-road industry? And um, let's start from the beginning, basically, whenever you guys got into off-road and then how it's progressed since.
1: Well, uh, truly, my off-road career started for work, working in the oil field, but that's just mud and rocks and just miserable conditions. Uh, My dad had Jeeps growing up and I got a Jeep, oh gosh when I was quite a bit younger and just have been into Jeeps and camping and backpacking and just outdoors in general. So gotcha escalated.
0: And yeah, uh, apparently it's escalated a little bit more than what, what I'm assuming you're, you expected.
1: (laughs) Just a little bit, you know, but it doesn't always go that way. So,
0: What was your first four wheel drive car that you owned yourself?
1: My first four wheel drive was a 1986
0: Ford Bronco (laughs) two. The little one the little one yeah and put some
1: bigger tires on it and just went out and thrashed on it and just basically for camping and just general outdoor use nothing crazy so to be honest actually my first one was an old kaiser jeep truck that i learned to drive on out in the oil field
0: nice that's (laughs) no brakes
1: no seat set on a milk crate
0: (laughs) (laughs) very cool it was
1: but it was unstoppable it was great so
0: cool yeah i think we met I think the first... I'm trying to remember the first time we met, and I think that was uh, whenever I rode with you at... Um, oh, uh, uh, Rally in
1: the Valley? Or yeah. it was up at Big Meat Run up at Grand Lake. One of those two. I, I yeah, was it was one it of those two.
0: Because you basically ran me around and let me do video um, at Rally in the Valley. Yep. And I, I I traveled with Jason McMurray, but jumped in the jumped in the Jeep with you, and you took me up to the, fir- the start and finish and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And you had a... Your Jeep at that point in time was a, it was a, what was it? Was it a TJ?
1: Uh, no, it was a JK. It's, it, still the, it's the same one I still got, I'm sitting in front of right now. It's an 07 JK.
0: 07 JK, and give us yeah. some of the, give us some of the stats on it.
1: Uh, it's sitting on 37s, uh, stock axles that have just been sleeved and gusseted. Gotcha. Uh, 538 gears, you know, stock transfer case, stock motor,
0: Yeah. You know. So Just get,
1: a cruiser, I mean, put a cage in it and some seats.
0: and Right. Now the you essentials. Yeah, basically the, the basic essentials, so you can still go trail riding and get most places. It gets me where I need to go. Right, and, and that was, you had that, and then what stepped you into Ultra 4 and Dirt right racing? What?
1: <laughs> oh, man, you know, when obstacles start getting easier and... Then you start throwing the speed game into it. That's really what changes everything. When you want to go fast. Um, and that's really where I went to a race and started, you know, kind of watching what these guys were doing. I was like, man, this looks like a blast. And when, you know, you get excited
0: just watching, you know you want to do it yourself in person. So Gotcha. So you uh you we found...
1: started looking huh? around for buggies, just in general. I actually was looking at four seater buggies for my kids at one point. And then came across the old forty four twenty nine Jim's garage buggy.
0: Yeah, tell uh, the the funny thing about the history of that—that thing has been through a few different hands of well known of well known guys. Uh, It started out, was it Travis Watford's originally, is who built it It through Jim's garage, right? And then uh, B.J. Allen bought it and basically just traded, didn't he? he? um, I don't know the details in it, but I know he t- he sent it back to Jim,
1: and they stripped it down and redid the whole car. I mean, from what I understand, down to bare chassis.
0: Gotcha. And then redid 2012,
1: it. 2012, I believe.
0: And when did you? Um, I'm trying to remember because I was actually.
1: Oh I, gosh. I was like the one that turn kind of turned you on 2015? to the game. 15.
0: 2015,
1: yeah, I believe so. Yeah, somewhere in there, and it was right at the end, or right in the middle of the end of that dirt ride season. I know that for a fact.
0: Right, I, I think I, I, think I watched BJ race it one season. Yeah, and and they had some issues. I, the one, the one issue I'll never forget is um, the passenger in his in his comms. Whenever somebody would key up, and it didn't have to be. And the funny thing was is it didn't have to be the driver that keyed up. If anybody keyed up on his channel, he got shocked through the ear. That <laughs> it was, happens. It <laughs> happened I at compromise. That happens, yeah. It <laughs> keeps your attention, that's for sure. <laughs> and we used to always do we used to we were keying that day, we were just sitting there keying up on him and laughing because he'd he'd go into convulsions, which was uh oh, it was uh David Des is who that was that, that he was co-driving with BJ, which I thought was hilarious. That actually just came up on my friend's uh, fan list, or whatever you want to call it. The memories. It came up there where I was laughing about him. So, but uh, so you bought it from BJ, and you went through it. And what? What you? What did you change? What did you change about it that uh, it it is what it is today?
1: Well, um, not a lot, you know, suspension wise and things like that. The biggest one is the drivetrain. We've changed all that. Um, sorry, my daughter's coming out.
0: <laughs> oh, you're good. Yeah, you're good.
1: Uh, the drivetrain. So we ended up, oh, I think the second season we raced it. We ended up blowing the motor up in it at Colorado Springs at Dirt rat nationals. And then since then we have put a brand new motor in it, crate motor in it and redid the transmission transfer case drive lines. And that's the majority of it. Just a lot of loose ends, um, you know, piece by piece kind of thing.
0: So gotcha. Now, now there is. I mean, there's. I mean, I don't. I don't want to bring up bad uh, bad memories, but there's a reason why you got into racing. And who was your co-driver whenever you first started driving? Oh, man, that's not a bad memory at all. Actually, oh, all right. Well, that's good. One the reason I, well, that's one of the reasons I still do it, actually. So gotcha. my,
1: my, my father was my co-driver you know we got into the buggy thing and the jeep thing together and uh you know he raced with me for a full season and we had a blast you know that was my rookie year that he raced with me and if he was able to ride with me now it would be a whole different ball game but uh yeah i enjoyed him riding riding with me and yelling at me to go faster and faster
0: <laughs> gotcha well he he passed um when did he actually pass away uh, it's been
1: two and a half years now, almost, I think.
0: Gotcha, yeah, and he well, was, he, he passed away of, uh, cancer, didn't he? Cancer, yes, yeah. he
1: did, yes, unfortunately, but he yeah. had a good run, you know, he, in his last 10 years, he traveled the world and rode in race cars and, you know, yeah, a lot of stuff that we've all kind of wanted to do, and it kind of makes me... Look at my life in a different aspect to I should get out there and do these things while I can because you never know so
0: yeah you you that's that's very true yeah I met him uh I think I met him in Mill Creek at, at one of the dirt right races in Mill Creek Oklahoma that was the first yeah. time I ever met him and he he's a he's a good dude he's uh <laughs> yeah. he's a li- he was a little out there but he was always nice and, and fun to hang out with
1: see you've got something to look forward to because that's probably what
0: I'll end up turning into you know. <laughs> so. Well, good. Yeah. Now, so, um, so now have you, have you raced a, you've raced a few Dirt Riots, um, a few seasons of Dirt Riot. And yes, now, uh, three and, a
1: half. Well, okay. yeah, three and a half.
0: Okay. And then now you're stepping into what Ultra Four. Ultra, yeah. yeah. What Ultra Four is. And, and your first impressions of racing an Ultra Four versus watching it? Um,
1: <laughs> to be honest, I think it's self-inflicted kind of in a way I amped it up to be more of, you know, you know, a whole different ball game. But once you get down on the starting line, I think it's really the same thing as Dirt Riot or any other series. So
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you feel that, uh, that Ultra 4 can be, I, I mean, how much more expensive is Dirt Riot versus Ultra 4?
1: Um, I think Ultra 4, just for the aspect of the, Dirt Riot, and let me go back to Dirt, Dirt right, they have a Central Series, you know, an East Coast Series, a Mountain Series, and so on. So you can race a whole series and still stay within, you know, traveling distance of a thousand miles mm-hmm. on a regular trip. Now, if you want to really be competitive in Ultra 4, that's that's where it gets you, is the travel time. Gotcha. So you can drive to the West Coast or the East Coast for a race, and but that's where it really adds up, I believe.
0: In the travel times, yeah, that, correct, yeah, yeah. No, I've I, I've been following Ultra Four since 2010, 2011. and if I didn't, I mean, there's a reason why everybody calls me Hitch because I'd always hitch rides. <laughs> yeah. and, and, if I could do that, if
1: somebody had an empty trailer, I'd throw my car on it in a heartbeat. They're yeah, like,
0: hey, lo- I'm just gonna go with you. <laughs> luckily, all I need is a back seat. That's usually what I need, so that's well, why. You know me; I can live in a tent. I'd be
1: the only unlimited race car driver sleeping in a tent at a race so it doesn't bother me so
0: you've you've been able to do bare bones bare bones racing um correct and all
1: the way up to a home, you know yeah
0: yeah so where i mean you bought let's see you i've seen you show up on a uh with just a flatbed and sleeping in the back of your truck
1: i did my very first race i was solo
0: Yep, no spare tires
1: no spare tools i just showed up with the car and myself and 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 it was (laughs) i'll never forget that story what
0: what uh? What race was that?
1: That was at Canyons Off Road Park, which I believe is closed now. It's just outside of Fredericksburg, Texas.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's it was um...
1: a wet, and miserable, muddy race, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, an experience of a lifetime.
0: Yeah. So. Well, that's cool. And then, um, so now, have you done an Ultra 4 race yet?
1: I attempted <laughs> so far. <laughs> we did the Oklahoma race earlier this year. Gotcha. On top of two dirt riots in that same month. Yeah. and uh, it was a, it was a lessons learned. Let's just say that
0: are are the are the courses different uh, per ultra four versus dirt right?
1: Um, not to not to an extent. Um, you know they may add a little bit more of an extreme element to them. Uh, more I don't know how to put it. I guess for the crowd element you know, viewing areas to put on a show, right? get the spectators in, which is good, you know, spectators pay the bills.
0: So, um, but as far as different, as, as far as difficulty, are there, are they, are they really any different?
1: Um, depends on who's setting up the course. I believe, you know, the Oklahoma race was pretty extreme. Gotcha. Um, There were some obstacles out there. I was like, Whoa, we've got to drive over that or up that or through there, you know, (laughs) just for getting into the sport. Yeah uh very cool a little bit more difficult I would say
0: okay cool and now my other question is is something I'm kind of working towards and trying to trying to figure out how to do it um would you think a minor leagues of ultra four would be a good idea to do I mean I know dirt right's still around and that used to be basically the minor leagues but they've kind of they only do like two or three races. In central series now and there's and dirt rights kind of kind of dwindled where it's not as big as it used to be. Yeah. Um, um, do you think that you know, that I think, Ultra would, I
1: think it would be? Yeah, I mean, if it was, you know, it's just going to be communication between the, the series and the, the different organizations. Um, I I, I kind of look at this stuff as kind of a I would look at it as a roller coaster, which I like to hope it is it's just like the stock market. It goes it has its ups and its downs and it will come back around. Is what I really, I'm hoping. Gotcha. But I think in amateur league, you know, when you try to jump in with some of these guys that have been doing it for a long time and have some backing and some experience and some very, uh, you know, high dollar cars, right? You know, it's hard to, it's hard to hang with those if you're in some of those classes.
0: So, right. Exactly. And then I, I also, spot a little bit, I think, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I talked to Lauren and, and I've talked to Jason Shear and I've talked to Shannon Campbell um and they all say they kind of hate going to king of the hammers and getting stuck behind somebody that's trying to do it as a bucket list not an actual not an actual living i
1: understand that and you know i would love to be there but at the same time you know my first race i went around and talked to a lot of those guys you know i informed them i mean i've been in ultra four races as a co-driver but not driving and you know i let them know i said you get up behind me i'm gonna be the first one to get out of your way because i know what's on the line for you Right, a heck of a lot more than what I have on, on the line for this.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're talking there may be what four or five that actually racers in Ultra Four that actually make it their living Correct. to do it. So I well,
1: it, everybody thinks that you know they're all multimillionaires, though. <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty, you know, there's only a few.
0: Yeah, there's only there's a very few that actually do it for a living. I I did a podcast last season with uh, with Levi, and I kind of made the I kind of made the comment. I was like, well, you can't do this all on your own. And you actually have a day job, don't you? And he's like, uh, no, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember. I listened to that one. Yeah, that one made me laugh a little bit.
0: I was like, oh, I should have shut up. But oh, well, it is what it is.
1: But, I mean, as for dedication, that guy has more dedication to, you know, hardworking and prep and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. he. And I think a lot. So.
0: Yeah, his, his family basically... They live, breathe, and eat it, and that's the way yep. they do it. And they're and they're fun. And it, it's taken him. I think he's. I want to say he's twenty three now, maybe twenty four. But and,
1: you, you said it. You said the word though that what it takes to do this sport. It's
0: family. It oh takes yeah. Back and
1: I'm not talking blood family. I'm talking family. It's friend family or just in general, you know.
0: Oh yeah. I did an interview with him in 2012 when he was getting ready to go to. Uh, he was getting ready to go to King of the Valleys, which is the one oh. over in England and and he 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 named off like 15 different people that just come over and help him and it's like oh yeah and they do it for free that's yeah. it's, it it amazes me how that well, i could name
1: 100. i mean i've only been in this sport for three or four you know four years and right now and i could name close to probably 500 people that i could thank for where i'm at you know right. able to do what i'm doing
0: yeah no that's it's cool so um Now we're talking about you got your car, the forty four twenty nine that you're, it's it's prepped and ready for what's the next race you're gonna do? (laughs) Well, to change the subject, actually she's gonna be up for sale. So oh, okay, well all right. So (laughs) she's getting she uh, well
1: our last dirt ride race I ripped the front passenger tire off in the race and uh, down in Texas at Wolf Caves Off Road Park and. I actually left it with a good friend of mine, uh, Carl Lagerhans, down there and he's rebuilding the suspension and rebuilding the front end. Once she makes it back home, she's going to go up for sale. So
0: gotcha. Well, then you better find Jay Aiken and if you (laughs) you want a car.
1: It is a solid car. I mean, in my eyes and I, you know, a lot of people would attest to it. You know, it's taken a beating and keeps on going. So,
0: so uh, you're, you're selling your car but you're going to get into another one i think don't you i
1: am yes i am so
0: cool i don't know I if you want to release that i don't know if you want to release that but you can i don't i don't know oh, i
1: can it's all right it's gonna it's probably already on the on the the web somewhere anyways but <laughs> now i am stepping into the 4800 game so good i'm gonna try to compete in that and i am purchasing a proven podium car a jimmy's car so
0: very very cool that's very nice now speaking of which you were talking about a 4800 car and you just mentioned to me that you're actually going to go co-drive um for somebody and yep, um, why don't you and, tell us about that <laughs> to be honest that's the car i'm purchasing the one i'm
1: co-driving in so okay. yeah the 4874 david hartman's car gotcha so we're going to be racing that car out at ridgecrest and uh, shoot two weeks
0: yeah, and, and,
1: so we're gonna in uh, about a week I'm heading up to Grand Junction to see him and prep the car and we're gonna head out to Ridgecrest and race that in the Wilchboard race out there. So. so
0: now 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 you've you've been watching the details on the Ridgecrest race. Um, I have. <laughs> and what are the details that are completely changing which is which is weird?
1: It is a little bit different. This is a first one of the first times that we're doing a multi series race, I believe. We're racing with uh Snore and Moore. Um, two different off desert style series, so we'll be running with the TT trucks, class ones and class tens, and it, it'll be a 248 mile race, I believe. So, wow
0: is it is it a lap race or is it is it one I, continuous?
1: They are 60, I want to say 61 or 62 mile laps, and it'll be a four lap race. So we'll be racing with the unlimited cars and I believe the 4500 cars as well. So,
0: so the 4400s are going to be on their own, but
1: no 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 oh. we'll be on the track with the 4400s
0: okay so everybody so, races at the same time
1: correct so yeah, wow. your know, tt trucks your class ones your class tens and i don't know all the classes that'll be racing in the afternoon race. but
0: are are the lower the 46 4500s? A,
1: a morning race i believe they start at like 7 a.m in the morning which would be nice
0: that's freaking that, that's gonna be nuts to see how yes. I, I guess they i guess they're assuming there's passing area for well
1: here's the thing so we could be starting in front of the trophy trucks or the 4400 cars. so hartman's car is you know i believe is a pretty darn fast car we started 11th in the 4400s down in mexico a few months ago so i mean he's he's able to drive that thing and hold hold it with some of the the bigger guys
0: which yeah. is awesome yeah no now, now hartman's got a pretty good pretty good record going what's his what's his, what's his record sitting at right now where it's how's he done this year
1: uh, He on the west coast i think he's top he's got right. He's, he's gotta run for the championship i know that but nice. uh you'd have to ask him on the, the exact details i know he's got quite a few trophies sitting in the garage so <laughs> in his two years which is pretty impressive for just getting into the sport.
0: Yeah, I, did, I met him right after he got into the sport. He was out at Davis, uh, not this year, but last. And uh, I talked to him for a while. He seemed like a really solid guy. So, and
1: Yeah, I'm pretty grateful that he's allowed me to sit in the passenger seat and yell at him the whole time. So,
0: <laughs> Well, I, I, I enjoy
1: the co-driver aspect of it because it's a whole different ballgame from the other seat. So.
0: Well, that's a, that's another question I have for you. You're a driver and also a, cord, a co-driver. Um. What is the difference, and which seat do you like?
1: <laughs> I'm a driver at heart. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> the passenger <laughs> seat scares the hell out of me, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I think knowing both aspects of it, and kind of knowing, you know, the driver and what they like, and being able to step back and look at things in a little bit different light, um, I think it in the in the long run, I think can make you a better driver. So.
0: No, and I'll I'll agree upon that because that, that's something that you actually get to see the right hand side versus the left hand side. And it yeah. it 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 actually is probably a a good move for you and almost any driver out there in Ultra Four or desert racing in general, yeah. um, uh, to get in the other seat and so and and realize, hmm. There's yeah, those. I had some choice words,
1: you know, hitting trophy truck. Whoops, down in Mexico a few months ago. It's Pete. <laughs> I told I was joking around. I said you should just give me one of those little baby toy steering wheels in the passenger seat, and I'd probably be all right.
0: Yeah, as long as you have one in your hand, you're all right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we may not go the way I want us to go, but you know, it makes me feel better.
0: So, so yeah, uh, let's go ahead and talk future. <laughs> um, you say you're going to purchase this car. This 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 car that's going to be I racing. Pause it down on it. So got it, and then. So as long as we don't yard sale it, which is not going to happen, but l- let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got. We're
1: still going to push to the limit. So.
0: Gotcha. And then after that, are you going full ulcer four, or four? Are you going to race dirt riot and both? I'm going to or... race anything I can get my
1: hands or get into. You know, if the time allows and the car is ready, I'm going to race it. Um, I'm going to try to do a little bit of the TDRA stuff, which is the Texas Desert Racing stuff mm-hmm. next season. Mm-hmm a couple of
0: races that i want to get into there with carl yeah longer time in the car gotcha
1: um and then they're starting to show up some series around us i think they had a little race up in Jay, oklahoma just this last weekend which i'm trying to see you know they did a lot of utv short course stuff but
0: um, i didn't know about that
1: yeah they've got a little short course kind of up there at mid-america off-road park I didn't make it up there, but some of the video looked really nice. So
0: Yeah, and you've also got Outlaw Racing. Outlaw Racing, correct, yeah. Um, which a little I, bit
1: shorter time than when I want to be in the car, but I would give it a whirl, you know.
0: Well, Outlaw Racing is really fun. I mean, I I grew up, um, well, I didn't grow up. I was already an adult, but I also watched.
1: <laughs> We've never really grown up, <laughs> have
0: we? Exactly. What I, but it's got the XRA feel to it. Correct. And, yeah. and and that's why I like it. And that's I think that's one reason why old Disco Derek is doing really well at it. He's yeah. uh he that that's what he grew up doing. Hell that's what that's what Lauren grew up doing, you know. True. Um see I don't have the
1: competitive rock crawling background, but yeah, I do love some rock crawling.
0: Yeah. No, but but Alba is fast rock crawling. So True. and yeah. you still and you still have you still have we rock, which is really cool. Yeah. Um I I liked I I like seeing it come back because it's really yep. come back on the West Coast more with the uh, oh Jesse Haynes and all that all that like me. mess over there and uh, was it Wagner uh, Wagner yeah yeah laser nut guy um, but I it's it's neat to see it actually come back but the. But the little short course, fast racing, side by side. I like the Outlaw series. Oh,
1: I, I agree. I went to a couple of the races oh two two years ago, and no, oh, it's a
0: blast to watch. You know, mm-hmm. I just like to be in the like in,
1: to be in the car at least an hour. You know, if not more.
0: Yeah, there was a, and in fact, I've been watching something on uh, on <laughs> Facebook. This brings it up. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude was all upset about it just being an hour. Why am I going to drive this far just for an hour? And I'm like. All right. Well you want it. You want it for four hours? Come on. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> see if you can handle
0: it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the, the I, first I, I see both sides of it. The but... first um the first dirt ride that they ever did was at Copper Mines Off-Road Park. And everybody I saw come in at the and finish the four hour race, they were beat to death and they were done with it. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't want a four-hour race, and that's how it all got. You know, you go to uh,
1: Ram Off Road Park. An hour, an hour and a half, or two hours on that race course will kick your butt. I mean, it is high speed, constant. You know, I mean, there's jumps, there's turns, there's. I mean, there's everything there. Oh, that big! You will take a beating
0: there. That big one at Ram Off Road Park, where you actually have to jump the gap, and then gap jump. Yep, it should still be there. So, oh, I'm sure it is. It's. It's probably. (laughs) They, but that you hit it twice. You hit it once, and then you got to do another jump to make it up to the top. Correct. And, yep.
1: and you can't crawl it. He doesn't like anybody crawling it. You've got to jump it.
0: Yep. So Yeah, I saw. Um, I, I saw two or three people just case that jump, and in fact, uh, old Mark Munson, the old old man, everybody knows who he is. I, I saw Munson case it and break his back on it. And <laughs> yeah. It's we not we be
1: talking about broken backs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to go down that route.
0: Yeah, No, I'd, which I mean that was years ago. That was probably 15 years ago I want to say yeah. when that happened and uh safety has completely uh gotten so much better since then.
1: Oh so, yeah, I agree completely. Right when I mean just 4 years ago, they didn't even really require a hans device. So, right. You could still race with like a donut or a neck donut or anything.
0: Well, and I'll tell you what. I I thought the neck donut the reason why my neck was always um why well, was always sore was because of the weight of the helmet, but it turns out it's it's me going back and forth and yanking back and forth on my Correct. head. Correct. Yep. Um and I didn't think a hans would help or a well, but it's it, night and day night oh, and day. <laughs> it's completely yeah you're right it's completely night and day what it what it makes a difference that the neck donut is a joke anymore and then Not
1: say that you don't hit something hard enough it will still hurt
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I actually uh, my first time out to um, out to Ram off-road park in Colorado Springs I went with Derek West and he cased a jump and flopped over on the side I still have parts from his vehicle like on my little display but he hit it and he and i i sent him a picture of it probably six months ago i was like you remember what this is from he's like yep and i still feel it and he was wearing a hans device he he had well it wasn't a hans i don't know if he had a hans or if he had the whatever the other one was that the other uh restraint Uh, next next gen next gen simpson yeah i think Um, he had a yeah i think he had a next gen is what he had but He's like, man, I still feel that. It still hurts. Cause he <laughs> he basically just nosedived into a whoop and just went on his side. There was no oh, there geez. was no yeah, it screwed up everything. He went he went he had it. He had the race and he was in third gear instead of second and goosed it and There
1: wasn't he, enough there.
0: There wasn't enough there. So but yeah, he and he ended up getting third place and Lauren ended up winning um with his old car slash two times old car. Got
1: it. <laughs> a few uh, cars
0: ago. Yeah, two two or three cars ago. But anyway, we're trying to get him on the on the podcast, but he, hey Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren doesn't think doesn't think that this is a good one. <laughs>
1: He's been pretty busy. I mean, you know, he's just got off a of second place at Cranon.
0: So, yeah, he he did get second place at Cranon. The only reason he got second place, and I
1: believe it's still his full time career. So,
0: oh, yeah, um, it is. Yeah, he quit. He quit. Uh, he was working at Core Lab, and now he's quit that. But, uh, the only reason he got awesome. second that's place awesome. is because Casey Curry, <laughs> yeah, hey. He, Can't overdrive a car though. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I don't know what happened to Casey. I, mean, I, I haven't seen it. Casey. You know, I'm not talking bad on him. Oh no, no. Know, stuff like that happens. I think me and you were talking back
1: <laughs> at some point in there. And I was like, wait a second. Don't talk too
0: soon. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, he pulled over, and I, I don't know if he was overheating or what the problem was. It, uh, yeah, how about the race at Crandon? What would you think of it?
1: You know, I haven't done a lot of the short course stuff. It's not i guess is exciting to watch i would kind of compare it to I don't know, maybe <laughs> baseball or something like that you know <laughs> watching it on tv is not the same as watching that stuff in person
0: right you know smelling the race
1: gas hearing the motors oh
0: know, yeah the dust is flying in person makes a complete difference yeah. but but they yeah, had right. the uh the first night races had some rock courses to it
1: i did see that i saw long getting try to hit that area hit that hill and two-wheel drive or something on the rocks and two-wheel drive and just smoking them but he made it (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and and uh casey got that got that win did he yeah he got that win that night and the next day he came out and he pulled over for some odd reason i don't know why he why casey pulled over but he did yeah he was
1: only a couple laps in too when it happened too but i mean he had quite the gap on her uh, on them so
0: oh yeah he had a he had a huge gap he was doing well um it was it was, was at horse shell and it's kind
1: of interesting to see i i mean i don't know which motor everybody was running for a short course but it seems like he had curry had the bigger motor in that race it seemed like
0: well and from what the announcer said they that he usually doesn't do that but yeah. he did put in the bigger motor yeah. um and he, he has one there
1: before too which is you know oh yeah comes okay. into play i mean a different car but
0: right and what's really funny is a lot of people don't know this but that's that's uh, Nick Nelson's old car. Oh really? I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's Nick Nelson's old um, old IFS car. One of the first ones that Jimmy's built, oh. and uh, he sold it to uh, to Casey, and Casey went through it and did a whole bunch of extra stuff to it, it's where you never even recognize it. But uh, oh, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, that was his. Uh, that's Casey's but, new car. You know,
1: me being a rookie, I wouldn't know that anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what would you uh let's go back to uh, being basically a rookie uh in ultra four what would you suggest what is your what is your best uh well, how do i wanna say it um, <laughs> advice to somebody that really wants to get into ultra four and wants to race what is your best advice
1: well if you haven't gone to an event any race where there's you know, an endurance aspect to it or a distance aspect, just go to a race or make the commitment and go out to King of the Hammers. That would be the first one. I really, my first year going out there and just being in the element, you know, talking to the racers, going to the pits, you know, watching the race, that's the biggest thing. And then do whatever you can within your budget. You know, they have multiple classes. Try it, you know take a stock Jeep out there, do the safety requirements and go out and run it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, one of
1: my favorite people to watch was, I, don't, I forgot the guy's name, which is horrible of me, but the guy that won King of the Hammers in his, you know, Toyota pickup last year, that was amazing to watch. So,
0: well, you go three, four years back, you got Cody Addington, Yeah, true. which he wanted a, he wanted a Toyota and, um, he wanted a Toyota. Then he ends up in the red dragon, which is, yeah, but, uh, I think so, when the when the
1: odds are stacked against a lot of those guys in the stock class and some of those classes, you know, and when they, you know, beat the odds and finish, you know, against some of these cars that are working on half million dollar cars, you know, and they're going through the same terrain for the most part, yeah, that's, that's pretty darn impressive. I love watching the underdogs. So
0: yeah, no, um, I was it was another question I had for you. Okay, and let's say what was your first year at Koh? Uh,
1: let's see, two years ago. I've been watching it, you know, the live feed for shoot since the live feed's been around. But two years ago I just kinda it was a bucket list item for my dad and I to go to and race in and, and you know, so he passed, you know, two and a half years ago and then that that year I was like, I'm loading up. I just jumped in my truck and drove out and helped some guys pit and it was a blast. Never forget it the rest of my life.
0: Gotcha. Well, whenever you go into KOH and you're in the, the fenced in area um, how are the racers? Are they, are they too snobby for you or are they, are they? I haven't, just... I haven't
1: met one, one racer that, you know, as long as they're not laying under their car, you know, trying to get the car ready, <laughs> they wouldn't take the time to talk to you, you know, show you around that. I mean, anything, everything, you know, so, they'd take you in your tote in their trailer and show you how they set everything, up, anything and everything. It's, it's just you're just like anybody else, you know. To be honest.
0: So basically, what 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 you're saying is they're they're they don't have they don't stay on high horses. They're good. No, people they there.
1: do not. No, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they're all doing the same thing. If if you're in it, you know, or you wanting to be in it, they all started somewhere just like you. So.
0: Yeah that that's a big thing that I. There was one dude that kind of, kind of kind of ramped it up about that whole situation that that guys were. Highfalutin and kind of being a butthole about stuff, but and, <laughs> I haven't met them yet. But oh, I probably will never want to meet them. So yeah, and and honestly, I think I've ran into, I've been a part of the the industry for since let's say 2011, 2012, um, and I've I've met maybe one or two that kind of end up being buttholes, but they change their attitude once they realize everybody's. They don't do that it's it's yeah. not it's not one of those it's uh it's a it's a really cool industry to be a part of so but uh it
1: really is especially when you're a hundred miles out in the middle of nowhere and you know the guy that you just ticked off drives right by you and it doesn't stop you know hey. <laughs> don't burn your bridges is what
0: i like to say oh yeah that makes a huge difference do not burn <laughs> bridges <laughs> you
1: never know when you might need somebody you
0: know or they might need you so cool yeah so uh so you got this new car coming and I do later this year, and we're gonna
1: we're trying to work out some details. I gotta come up with some little bit of cash flow, and then we're gonna try to figure out how we're gonna make it out to Hammers and run. So,
0: so you're gonna be at, really, your really plan, hoping we can make it out there. So, so your your plan is to enter up at Hammers, and that'll be your second official race for Ultra Four, right?
1: Correct. Yep. No, right. no. I just want to finish. You know, that's my that should be. You know, as everybody says, that should be your goal. And you know, I'm gonna.
0: Hold that to heart and cool. yeah, see I know. what I can do. Well, I, I hope the best for you. And, hell, I may even end up in the passenger seat with you. Not in the race <laughs> car, but in the in the trip out oh, you there.
1: you got to go for a ride at some
0: point. Come on. Uh, yeah. yeah and, and to tell you the truth, the only time I've ever been on a ride at Hammers um, was 2011 with Derek's co-driver. And he took me out. And we were supposed to be gone like 15 minutes. Yeah, and we were gone for like four hours.
1: <laughs> yeah. Always go prepared, man. You might as well take lunch anytime you go out in the
0: car. <laughs> we we ran out there, and he ran it probably at forty or fifty mile an hour for me, and I was like, okay, I'm done with that. Let's just go trail riding. <laughs> <laughs> and <that's> slow now. <laughs> yeah, and we trail rode, we trail rode for about three hours. Came back, and everybody was there. There were people on the radio to us. Are you okay? Are you not rolled over? And we're like, we're good. We're just screwing around. <laughs>
1: so that's
0: awesome but uh well man i appreciate you talking about it and and figuring out um is there any anything you would tell somebody that wants to get an ultra four brand new that wants to race what would be your best advice to them
1: (laughs) call me i'll throw you in the passenger seat for a while
0: (laughs) okay and then you want to buy a car so now (laughs) show up
1: to race come find me or just Find anybody you want to come talk to and, you know, introduce yourself and tell them what you're, you know, what you, you know,
0: you're in goal check it out. Yep. Yeah. And if they don't want to talk to you, you know, come find me and I'll, I'll show you around. So cool. Yeah. I just love the sport in general. And I
1: love all the people and the companies that are backing all this just in general. I mean, every, every bit of it down to, you know, fueling, fueling cars, changing tires, working, you know, staying up late, getting up early, uh, Every aspect of it. So
0: it take it takes a drive to be able to want to race Ultra Four, especially because it really does. Because there's there's no money in it, guys. <laughs> no, there's not.
1: No, there's, there can be, you know, but that's for a select few.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And but those select few have put in their put in their years and put in a lot of work to get where they're at. So
0: yeah, like like we've talked about or we talked about earlier in this podcast, is it yep. it literally there's four or five people that can actually do this full time. You
1: got to do it for the love of the adventure and just the challenge. You know, those are the two things I think.
0: Gotcha. Well, cool, man. So. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. I've got, uh, I've got a couple more podcasts in the, in the mix. You'll be on the, uh, what they call the second season. Uh, it's okay. what awesome. I'm calling it. And, um, I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, man. I, I always like to see somebody that, uh, has a drive to do it and, uh, and just be able to do it period. It It looks like fun. It was a blast.
1: You're going to get in
0: the car one day. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, we'll holler at you later. and okay, sounds good. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking, uh, oh, probably about 40 minutes of your time. Well, and problem at uh, all. And, uh,
1: My kids are waiting at the door waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so we can
0: get back in there. Oh, well, cool. Thanks, Jay Aiken. I appreciate it. We'll t- <laughs> <laughs> holler at you later.
1: Thanks, Edge, man. Right. I'll talk to you later.
0: Bye-bye. Right, bye. Bye. All right. We're back with... a. Uh, just hitch in the office and um, see you on the trail. Office, um, thank you, Jay, for taking your time out of your day um, to do this interview. That's I know that's hard with uh, prep and everything you got going on with the, with the next race. I think it's happening next week if this releases at the right time. Um, and congratulations on your new uh, your new purchase. You said you've already put a down payment on it, so uh, very cool. Um, but go check him out. He you can find him on um, on Facebook under uh, Sinister J Racing. And, uh, he told me the story. I helped him do the logo on it. And he told me why it's cause he's left-handed and back in the old days, if you were left-handed, you were considered sinister, the devil. And so we kind of took that and ran with it. And that's how he ended up with the, uh, with the logo and with the name sinister J racing. So, uh, go check him out on Facebook. Uh, I don't think he has a Twitter or a YouTube, but he does have that. He, so he always does updates on Facebook with that. So it's sinister J racing. Um, other than that, um, watch him, cheer him on. Um, he's really putting a hard push to uh, to do better in ultra four. So uh, I hope I hope the best for him. It's always cool to see a, a rookie come out and really try hard to do stuff like that. So um, now I'll just uh, reiterate what we did in the beginning. Um, guys, this is our second season. This is the first episode of the second season. Um, and uh, Jay was lucky enough to be on the first. Um, I'm going to try to put them out every one to two weeks. It kind of depends on um the racer schedules and and how i can get these interviews done because we all have real jobs well the mo- majority of us all have real jobs on top of the off-road racing jobs that we that we love we do it for the love of it um so every one to two weeks i'm planning on putting uh, an episode out uh like i said we've got jason Shear, disco Derek west alan johnson uh, from ultra four and uh, Let's Roll Off-Road. And then Shannon Campbell and the Campbell Enterprises, uh, Bailey and Whalen may pop in here and there. And then also we've got Mr. Todd Stoffer with Custom Splice uh, talking about some of his new products. And he's been, he's been in the industry uh, as long or longer than I have. And uh, we'll listen to some of his insight and maybe you'll learn more about his new products coming out. Um, where you can listen. Uh, Anchor Podcast. That's where we're based out of. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, YouTube, and Facebook. Now, the YouTube and Facebook, I'm going to add some pictures in while the interview is going on, so you can actually see and and put a name with a face or a car with a face and a name, and and put it all together. Um, all the other ones are just audio podcasts. Um, so go ahead and check those out, and. Um, And, uh, let's see, I guess anything else I can think of, um, next race is uh, Ridgecrest, I believe it's a West coast ultra four race. Um, and then next, I believe we have, we may have one more race before nationals and then uh, nationals in Reno, which I would love to go to, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I also want to offer you, I'm considering going back to KOH this year, this next year. And, uh, this is the offer that I, I put up to everybody, um, I'm picking out five racers that, that want to uh, that want to have a full documented documentary um, of their week at KOH. Uh, this will include um, onboard footage, um, in camera uh, or in audio in in, in car footage, um, footage on race course, uh, interviews in the pit, interviews at the start and finish line. Um, I'll edit the video. I'll give you all the raw video, and uh, I, I basically put everything together for you so you have a good race package and a promotional company or a promotional package for your, um, for your race team. And hopefully you can, uh, make some, uh, make some more fans and then also attract some more potential. Um, uh, I, I, hate to say sponsors, but partners. Um, that's one thing I always try to say is it's, it's, a, it's a partnership. Whenever you, uh, when it, when a company gives you a product or, um, if it's a, a cash issue, um, they expect you to do the advertising for them. They're taking money out of their marketing and advertising uh, budget, um, and hoping that you will pay that back to them. Um, and also, sometimes they they want you to do testing on new uh, on new products. Um, that's one reason why I'm real careful when I'm out on race course because uh, a lot of those are still being d indeed. Um, so you never know what can happen, especially when I'm filming out there. But uh, anyway, I'm offering that up. Um, for to five racers. And uh, if you if you are if you're curious about it, if you want to do it, please feel free to email me at you on the trail at gmail.com. Just spell it out. No spaces. Send me a Facebook message if you want. Um and you and I think I believe my phone number is on my Facebook page and you can you're welcome to text or call. Um but start out with an email and we'll go from there. Um but it would be a full um as, I mean, it could it could almost be an hour long documentary um, on each racer, and I'm only doing five so I don't get overloaded. Um, and this can be in any class. This can be in the side by side class. This could be in the T uh, the T1 class. This could be in the 45, 46, 47, or no, yeah, 45, 46, and 4800 class. Um, it could be in the 4400 class. It can even be uh, King of the Motos. Um, any of those races. Um, any any of those racers that are doing those races. I'm offering this up to you. It's a, it's a heck of a deal. Um, considering, um, what some of the other people charge, um, I'm, I'm considerably less. All I'm basically trying to do is be able to break even whenever I go up there. So I've got a 19 hour drive. Um, I'll probably end up renting a trailer, uh, written a side by side and having spending money there. Um, so, um, but yeah, I'm just basically breaking even on this deal um and i and think this will go for all five uh racers. so and it could be an hour long documentary, it can be pictures uh, as well. um just a bunch of stuff and I, I i could probably help with packaging um sponsorship packets, partnership packets um as well. i'll and i'll, I'll also uh, throw in this this is also uh, available. um i can do your social media moderation while on the lake bed. Um, so in other words, that's something less that you can you have to deal with as a team or, or a driver. Sometimes the driver tries to do it all. But um, if, if that happens, I can take care of your social media, update all of your fans and your partnerships and everything like that. Um, so that's, that's offered too. I'll be doing that all week. Um, so anyway, um, that's something I'm going to put together. I'll have a post on Facebook here probably the next day or two uh, uh, stating what exactly you get out of the deal and um and i also have some uh, people say how much uh, i actually i i actually do uh social media moderation for about 10 different companies and, and and drivers and racers and stuff like that so i i make sure that there's no uh, no bad stuff on their uh on their page they get at least 20 posts a month um i charge a very minimal amount for that uh per month but uh i also do uh, uh rap design um, I do the podcast, uh, just social media in general, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook is my baby. I love Facebook. I'm proud to say we have over 7,000 uh, uh, organic likes. I've never paid a dime to Facebook because uh, some of the things they do is a little shady. And then on top of that, they, uh, they like to pinpoint you and, and do bad things. It's just, it's really honestly pretty annoying. So I, uh, I choose to do it all, all organically. And that means you're also going to have more engaged um, users and likes uh, and fans on Facebook. So anyway, uh, other than that, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. See you on the trail at gmail.com. No spaces. Spell it all out. Easy to do. Um, I'm willing to sit down and talk uh, about anything for the most part. Um, So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, Guys, we'll see you on the trail.